Welcome to the Journey of Strength podcast, the podcast for men that is going to teach you how to become stronger physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm your host, Jacob Weatherly. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Strength podcast, keeping the theme running of having some rad fucking guests on the potty. Uh, obviously, last episode, we had Anthony. That was a fucking incredible conversation. And this week, just as incredible, we have Troy as a party jumping on. I've followed his journey for a long time now. Um, I'm actually not sure how we got connected. Uh, I, I'm going to take a wild stab and say it was either through Tom or Steve. But uh yeah, I followed his journey for a while. We've uh, definitely been in the DMs with each other way more than I would like to admit. Sometimes it's been deep conversations, other times just general banter. But yeah, welcome to the podcast, brother. Thanks for having me. So keen. So keen on this podcast. Beautiful. I'm so stoked, man. I'm so stoked. I guess um, what we'll start with is, yeah, give us a spill on who you are and what you do currently, man. Cool. So for those who don't know, my name is Troy, based in Melbourne. Um, currently a strength conditioning coach at a gym called RBT, which is in South Melbourne. It's a bit of a chain, so there's a few around there. Um, outside from that, I'm working on my own business, which is based around mental health, working on your inner world, developing yourself, so on and so forth. Um, outside of that, I'm also studying psychology as well. So I'm on my second year in that degree. Um, not too sure yet where I'm going to go through with that. Most likely end up in the clinical psychology field because that's been a passion of mine for a few years now. But outside of that, I love to walk, go to the gym, obviously, and read a fuck ton of books. <laughs> yeah, you do. I'm sure we're going to touch on that, uh, reading books. That's, um, it's kind of a signature of yours, I feel. The, yeah, the, definitely. The Thora. The plethora is the word I would use to describe it of how many books you've read. Like, I think you mentioned it was in the hundreds in the last year. Almost. almost yeah, yeah, almost 100 in the last year, which, I mean, for those listening, if anyone listening has got close to that, please reach out and let me or Troy know because I feel like that's an incredible feat. Like, that's just... Lockdown helps a like, lot. What was that? I said lockdown helps lockdown. That's that's a very good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. I suppose like what I want to do, man, like the whole idea of this podcast is really understand men at a deeper level and really be able to ignite that conversation. And like you said, the stuff that you're doing now is all around, yeah, mental health aspects and mindset and really helping people, yeah, step the fuck up in their life. So it'd be really cool to hear some of your journey as a man and, and how you got to this point in your life any challenges or any struggles that you've overcome to get to here so let's go let's go way back let's go uh, as early as you want to go like what's your first i suppose memory of the real growth you experienced or a moment where you were like oh i think i'm a little bit different i don't think as the same as other people like what's the earliest memory you have of a moment like that well i guess the first part, like looking back, I didn't realize it in the moment. But um, so when I was young, my parents had a divorce, so they split up, and my mother and I moved 
um, across the world, we moved to Malta because that's where most of her family lived. So it was basically just her and I for a very, very long time. We were there for six years and it was just the two of us. And I guess throughout that, there wasn't really a male figure in my life. Like there wasn't like a true, I guess, father figure, if you want to call it that. There was no, no one like that, no one at all. Like there was obviously my grandparents here and there, but I didn't see them that much. Obviously I had to go to school and study. So I was actually quite lonely growing up in terms of that aspect. Like even my mum worked a full-time job as well. So I really didn't have much parental guidance growing up. So most of my influence came from, I guess, like either watching TV, playing games or friends and cousins and stuff like that. So looking back, I realized that most of the things that I've learned, I've had to do by myself. Like I've had to learn how to clean, cook, do laundry, all that sort of stuff, all by myself. Um, even in terms of like pretty much anything I've had to do, I've had to essentially just teach myself. And looking back now, I've realized that um, I've actually got a lot more power than I thought I did. Like I just have having to look back and just be like, cool, I didn't have anyone actually guide me throughout life, but I've still managed to achieve quite a amount of quite a amount of things. So that's like looking back, I'm really, really proud of myself for doing that. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's where it comes into. It's like I was obviously a very, very um, lost kid as well. Best way to describe mm. it as well. Um, like not having much guidance. I never knew what to do in life. I've tried many, many different things. Um, caused a lot of trouble, like almost failed school multiple times got moved to different schools. Um, Come to think of it, um, this is something I haven't mentioned before, which is a bit odd, but like going to Malta and coming back, there's apparently there's some sort of gap in between learning. So I actually had to stay back a year because I moved back to Australia. Interesting. Yeah, which is really interesting now that I think about it. I never thought about it before until just then. So like everyone in my year level was actually a year younger than I was when I moved back. So technically I did get held back a year, but still that's a funny little fact there. But yeah, um, most of the things I've had to learn by myself, I was very lost to try. Oh, I've been in retail. I've been in civil, civil work, um, hospitality. Yeah. Multiple jobs in hospitality, a couple of jobs in retail, personal training, did massage, so I've done a whole range of different jobs and going throughout all the, all of those different career paths. Like I've, I feel like that's mainly what's led me towards psychology. And there's another mm. part of power past that's also led me down that path of mindset as well. And also meeting Steve, but yeah, like those are probably the main challenges I've had to face is like having no guidance growing up and having to find my own way through life, which is really cool. Mm, yeah thank you mate i really appreciate that that's 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 awesome thank you for being so open and, and honest i want to touch on the uh yeah like the no male figures because i feel like for a, especially for a boy growing up like the first role model we have as a as a young boy is generally our father right mm. and if there's no presence of the father 
we will find another role model. Mm. And sometimes we look to the mother or a grandparent or a friend or a neighbor or something like that. So I'm really intrigued about, yeah, who did you see as a, who did you see as a role model for yourself, whether that was a neighbor or a friend or even like a cartoon or a celebrity, like where did you sort of, or who rather did you turn to, to be that role model? I guess probably the closest people to father figures are my uncles because my mom had um, three other brothers and well, I was with them quite often like in between school times and like on weekends and stuff. So I did hang out with them quite a bit. So if anyone was a father figure, it'd probably be my uncles. Like I did learn quite a lot off of them, like going to the beach and fishing a lot. They, they taught me a lot about life and stuff like that. So I think they would be the closest thing to male figures in terms of, I guess, physical beings, like in people. Mm. Um, I did watch a lot of shows like anime, like Naruto oh. and all that sort of stuff. So I probably did take a little bit of influence off them as well. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, sick. Nice, man. Cool. I think like male role models, I feel like it's like a lost, it's like a lost paradigm at the moment. I feel like mm. we, we as men feel like we want to do things like ourselves and we don't want to look to other people for help in a sense. And especially like uh, our generation, like me personally, like my dad was basically like a piece of concrete with legs. It was like good luck getting anything out of him and good luck getting anything through to him. Like, and especially for me growing up, obviously I didn't have the conscious awareness to realize that. So like I would have some shit going on in terms of school and I just was taught to never talk about it. Right. So like yeah. I just never would. And it wasn't until, yeah, I started doing some work on myself that I was like, hang on a fucking second. This isn't how it has to be. Like it can be different. So yeah, I think role models and, and male figures in a, in a, in a boy's life, especially from a young age is so fucking important. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like when you were when you were changing jobs and stuff like that, like you said you actually I want to go back a little bit further first. You said you almost failed school. So did you did you complete school? Like where did you finish school? Yeah, yeah so I fully like all all finished like year twelve. So I think yeah. did finish school. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Where did you where did you go to school? So I was in Malta for a few years, came back, went to a private school first and then my mom moved house further out west and then went to a uh, public school in Melton to finish off the rest of my high school. Beautiful, nice. And yeah, what did you do out of school after you finished school? Did you go straight into work? Did you go straight into study? You said you you've done PT and massage before. What was sort of the what was the order of uh things for Troy? Um trying to remember now. <laughs> Yeah, so first um, I did work in a supermarket for, for a bit. So I was there during school and then stayed there for a bit longer. Um, finished up there. I actually did my certificate of hospitality because I was working at, do you know Schnitz? Oh, yeah. So I was there for like five years. So that was Schnitz my job. Yeah, that was my job after high school. And like while I was there, they had like a cafe, like you can make coffees and stuff. So I got my certificate of hospitality just so I can make coffees there. So I was there for five years and I did like a bit of uh, warehouse work. Um, I studied my PT course while doing that. 
Um, then I just left warehousing, worked in PT for a little bit. Then I got a job with my dad. With my dad. So he does um, civil. So it's like doing roadworks and stuff. So I was there for a year and a half. And then I was like, oh, fuck this. Like hated the job. Like the money is amazing. But like it was the most unfulfilling job I've ever done in my entire life. And I was like, I will never go back to this. Um, <laughs> job, like, pretty much left there. Um, got a job in the place where I am now for a bit. And then COVID happened, studied massage um, while I was working. Worked a little bit in massage industry while COVID happened. Then I realized I didn't really enjoy that as much either. So then joined back up to the gym, applied for uni, and here we are pretty much. Nice. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Beautiful. Often. Mm. Yeah, nice. And now you're, you've got your coaching stuff now as well? Yeah. 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 And how did you, yeah, let's get into that. Cause I'm really intrigued about, um, especially around like men who make that decision to, yeah, work on themselves and, and develop themselves and, and how that sort of started. So yeah, let's, let's go from there. How did you, how did you get into the, yeah, personal development world? Cool. So, um, actually there was a job I worked in retail in between all of them as well. So this happened while I was kind of in that sort of area. This was like a few years back. So I had a really, really, really sort of dark moment in my life it was like basically a really toxic relationship. Um, mm-hmm. close to the break of suicide, like really, really bad suicidal thoughts. Um, essentially blame myself for a lot of things. Now I realize that like, it's obviously not just my fault that things happen. It's not my fault all the time. It takes two to tango in a relationship, obviously. Um, and I was just like very lost as well. So it's a whole mixture of like a bad relationship and just essentially no purpose in life, which is, which, what le- which is what led to that essentially. Um, so while I was working my retail job, um, I was just trying to figure out what to do with life. And I was like, I walked past the bookshop, walked in, um, saw 12 Rules of Life with Jordan Peace, and I was like, oh, this book looks pretty cool. So I grabbed it, um, started reading it. it. took me like six months to read that one book. Like it took me forever. Yeah. And I was like, this book's fucking awesome. Then I grabbed a Tony Robbins book, started reading that straight away. And then I um, came across Steve. So I actually knew Steve from probably like five years ago, like we used to play music and I knew him through the music industry. Yeah. Um, then we just started chatting and then he, I did a little bit of work with him. So I just told him about my situation and he's like, you know, let's just do some work together, figure out what you want to do in life, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I did work with him, um, did a few sessions one-on-one. Then he had like a group program for 12 weeks, did that with him. It was like phenomenal. It was an amazing journey that I did with him because it was like, um, it was like six or seven of us. So just be able to yeah. grow with people who are like around the world as well. Like three of us in Australia, there was one like in America, England, like, yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, then from there, um, I was really motivated about life. It was really just, I just kept reading, kept reading, kept reading, tried to get as much knowledge and as much wisdom as I could. Um, 
Then I sort of hit a point where I just kind of got stuck a little bit and kind of started drifting backwards. And that's when um, Tom started having a conversation with Tom, um, started talking about like Transformer. I was really, really held back about doing it for some reason. I was really resistant. And then I think I was lying in my bed and I was like, you know what, fuck it. I just have to just just send it pretty much. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. just, just go, just buy in and just see what happens. I'm like, any loss is only financial loss and I can always make money somehow. So reality, in reality, it's not really much of a loss. Mm. So they went to the transformer. It was <laughs> unbelievable. As you probably, as you know, like, oh yeah, the most, the most life changing experience I've ever, ever had. And yeah, did that. And I have been working my ass off ever since. Fuck. Yeah. Love that. That's fucking mm. awesome, man. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, I basically mentioned Tom in every single episode because <laughs> the, the impact that that man has had, not only on my life, but every person that I have in my circle is just, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very challenging to describe even what transformer is like. It's a, it, the yeah. beast that it is, is like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't even, I can't put it to words. It's fucking incredible. And like the power behind the word incredible is even more incredible than what your brain can probably even comprehend for those listening. So yeah. let's just, let's just leave it's it at fine. that. Um, even to talk about it, it's like, I talk really fast. I get so excited about it. And I'm like, yeah, ah. agree for sure yeah awesome man and like it's interesting about the the relationship side of things as well and like the the suicidal thoughts and blaming yourself Mm. like i didn't know that about you like that's fucking Mm. yeah it's it's interesting how similar our journeys sound in terms of like and i feel like that's probably why we've been connected like that's why we've had conversations and just fucking just our conversations just flow all the time like Mm. a random message off you i'm never surprised i'm like my man i'm like here he is like fuck yeah like it's yeah it's interesting it's really cool and i mean if you're cool i'd love to dive into that a little bit and how you yeah how you move through that that period in your life like you know, how did that, uh, not specific details, like how did the relationship end per se, but how did you specifically like move through that time in your life and like what steps did you put in place to be able to continue to move forward? Um, so that relationship ended soon after and I, find, I think it's because I didn't have much guidance as well that I struggled a little bit with that just dealing with that break as well. Um, I tried to kind of like jump the gun and trying to find the next person just to like, mm. which um, didn't help at all. I was like trying to message chicks here and there and it was like, it felt so empty, but I was still trying to fill the emptiness, um, yeah. which I haven't spoken about before. So I'm just like, to me, the past of the past, I don't really focus on it. Um, the thing that did help the most, which is what I tell a lot of people to do, is to just fucking reach out to any person that you are friends with, any any friends, family, just reach out, just be like, hey, I'm fucking struggling. And your friends will be there to help you. Like, 
And if they're not there to help you, then they're not your fucking friends, obviously. But that's one thing I did is just reach out straight away. I think I reached out to Steve and a couple other mates and I was like, man, I'm fucking struggling with life. And it's not even like they don't have they don't have the answer for you and they don't have to have the answer, but it's just the fact that they're there for you emotionally, for you to just unload anything is one of the most powerful things that gets fucking missed by everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So was that was that key in... Yeah, was that key in helping you move forward? Like just being able to, yeah, I suppose unload and and have those conversations with your with your mates. Yeah, for sure. Like on that, I think people obviously get scared when their friends aren't when their friends are struggling as well. Because it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. But it's like you don't fucking have to do anything. Like you mm. can just sit two hours, listen to them fucking complain about everything, and they will be mm. fine. Yeah, all you have 100%. to do is and hold space for him exactly that was, yeah that's such yeah. a good point i feel that like that yeah you go you go no, i was gonna say that's definitely one of the biggest things that helped with me yeah i i couldn't agree more for sure like i feel yeah very similar very much the same <laughs> in terms of because uh, there's been times where i've struggled in my life right like you know mm. you know my journey like very fucking yeah. similar to you like relationship breakup after relationship breakup after relationship Mm -hmm. breakup like same thing i would just like after each one straight on tinder like fucking swiping like a motherfucker like messaging chicks like manipulating to try and get them to sleep with me like Mm -hmm. filling the void but like Mm -hmm. every time that i would fill the void with like one chick the void would double in size and then i'd feel like i'd have to fill it even quicker and it's just like a compound, right? Like yeah. until you make the decision to go or oh, hang the fuck on a second, this isn't actually helping. This is, this is yeah. making me feel, it's making me feel worse, right? Like you feel worse after it. And like, I think the, the real point that I'm trying to make here, especially around like reaching out to your mates and stuff, like obviously I'm massive, massive advocate of that, like reaching out to anyone for guidance and help. It's like, mm. yeah, some people, are probably not going to be able to help you move forward. But like there's another aspect to this as well. And I hear this so much with the guys that I speak to. It's like, for example, like if you had to reach out to me, like I know how to hold space for you and I know that your shit is not my responsibility, right? So like sure. you could just talk and talk and talk and I'd be like, sweet, anything else, man? You'd be like, nah, I feel good. Like, cool. I'm like, yeah here anytime right and like that's all you need to do versus i feel like a lot of people will have someone like yeah voicing their shit and like unloading their stuff on you and then people take that on and like they think it's like their responsibility to fix you when yeah it's fucking not yeah (laughs) like it's not your responsibility and yeah, a lot of people get disheartened when they can't fix one of their friends. Mm. And then all that does is, well, now you've got two people that have got some shit to work on versus just like one person holding space and one person voicing. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to add that in there because I I have definitely experienced that before, like in terms of the way that I coach as well. Like I have like a, a fuckload of conversations with men and it's 
it's imperative that I don't scoop them up and take them under my wing, give them a little pat on the head and say, it's going to be all right, precious. Like, yeah, come here. Like fucking daddy's got you and all that bullshit. Like fuck that. Like there's no way that I'm ever doing that ever. Like it's, it's like, cool, man, have you got some shit you want to get out? Yes or no? Yes, I do. Cool. This is your chance to get it out. Like, let's go. Like there's no, and I think another key uh, in that as well is like, and this is for everyone. This isn't just men, but like, there's no judgment. Like there's no, there's no judgment. There's no, there's no opinion. There's no, there's nothing like that when you have a conversation with someone like me or Troy, mm. like there, and I'm sure you're the same, bro. Like you could almost have a conversation about anything and not much will shock you. No, definitely not. Like, right? Exactly. Like someone could come to you and be like, yep, I've made this mistake in relationships. I've cheated. I've, I've sent dick pics. I've fucking done this. I've done this. And you'd be like, cool. Anything else, yeah. man? I got like, my cool, Thank you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. It's like there's there's that whole and like this is a whole this is a whole different like rabbit hole to go down. Like the whole stigma around like mental health and men's mental health and like having the conversation and speaking up and blah 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 blah. It's like we before we even open up, we think there's going to be judgment because of the actions that we've taken previously that are making us feel X Y Z and like. I mean, there's nothing special about you, man. <laughs> like, as as hard as a pill that might be to swallow, like, I'll put my, I'll be the first one to put my hand out and be like, yeah, I've cheated in relationships. Like, I've sent some pictures fucking way back in the day that probably weren't that fucking great. I've spoken, I've definitely spoken down to women before and like tried to manipulate them and like that kind of thing. And yeah, seen them as, uh, what's the word? I've seen them as below me in a sense. Yeah. And like, yeah, like, and I don't know if you're a similar man, but it's like, it's, we've fucking been there. Like we've made the mistakes. The only difference is like, we fucking took responsibility for it. Like we took responsibility and we were just like, yeah, we did it. But now we've done the work to move through it so that we never fucking go back there. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. From there. Like from that, uh, we got a bit sidetracked there. I sometimes get on these podcasts with guests and I go on, I go on these like passionate rants and I'm like, you know what? The people need to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Public service announcement. <laughs> yeah, legit, legit. Uh, okay, cool. I have a question that I wrote down earlier and it yep. was like, what do you think, what do you think is the key thing or what is the, what was the key moment in your life, in your life? that made you realize you needed to step up slash work on yourself? Like what, yeah, I suppose like what was the key thing that led you to where you are now? Um, I'd probably say definitely when I started reading, I understood that I'm the person who's responsible for my life and no one else is. And if I'm not going to do the fucking work, then no one else is going to do it for me. You know, I've said this countless times. I'm like, you can avoid things as much as you want. You can try and sit down and watch Netflix to keep yourself from boredom or you can play games, you can go drinking, you can do drugs, you can do this, you can do that. It's like, cool, you can do that. But like 
in 10 years, you're, still, you're going to have the same fucking problem. It's like, mm-hmm. if you want to change yourself, you have to do the fucking work. That's been the biggest change for me, like realizing that I'm the only person who is responsible for my life and no one else is. Yeah, fuck yeah, I love that, 100%. Beautiful, beautiful. And like for for any man like listening as well, like what would you say, what would you say is the key thing to, yeah, get him started? Like if he's sitting there like, you know, in his head, similar to to where you at, might have gone through a toxic relationship, might have bounced around in different jobs and he's he doesn't know it yet but he's kind of like scared of doing the work. Like what would you suggest that he do? I'd say if you're struggling first off, like obviously reach out to people first, get that guidance. Um, one of the biggest things you can do that helped me is fucking find yourself a mentor is the biggest thing you can ever do in your life. Obviously like that does come with costs, but it's like, you know, yeah, it's, it might cost you a few grand to hire a coach, but like that's fucking life changing. Like that stays with you for the rest of your life. And it's like, it's like how high you're going to value your whole life. It's mm. like cool. You can spend over a hundred bucks a week on like fucking food, Netflix and bullshit. But it's like, can you spend the exact same money on yourself, developing yourself? Like, yeah, a lot of people will make, up, yeah, they'll make up as many excuses as they can to not fucking do something when it was actually really easy. Mm, yeah. I could not agree more. And like yeah. one thing that I, one thing that I consistently ask myself because I am continually investing in myself. Like I'd be mm. in the realms of a hundred grand invested into myself. Like it's, yeah. and people hear that and they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. Like I, the value that I place on myself as a man is fucking high. And yeah. if I can see something that's going to increase that value and increase myself as a man, why the fuck am I sitting here not already doing it? Like yeah. invest in it. And yeah, obviously like Troy, like you said, man, like that comes at a cost, right? But it's like, what is the cost of not doing it? Yeah, exactly right. It's like it might cost you a lot, might cost you a few grand, like whatever, it might cost you a hundred bucks a week or whatever the hell. But it's like, if you continue in the exactly the same pattern, exact same cycle that you're in now, like feeling like shit, not doing anything. And then, yeah, exactly. And it's like that will eventually cost you more in the long run. Yeah. Or, yeah, invest in a coach, invest in a mentor, fucking go see a psychologist, like whatever like, the fuck. Like, like really, mate. Let's see if it's still there. Give me two seconds. Yeah, good. All right, cool. So 12 rules of life. This is the first copy I still have. I think this cost me um, this book cost me $25 around that mark. It's like this one book changed my entire fucking life. Like it's a pivotal moment in my life, and it cost me like probably no more than 30 bucks. Mm, yeah that's what that's like a week's worth of buying coffee like if you can't put $30 into a book to help develop yourself you know you gotta fucking start looking at your life a bit differently yeah 
hundred percent without getting without getting too harsh it's like yeah take take a look in the mirror like mm-hmm. what what are you doing yeah hundred percent hundred percent and I suppose like from there man like and like it's so cool that that was that's such a good uh that's such a good perspective to have like yeah what mm-hmm. 25, 30 bucks was the yeah that was almost like the catalyst for you to change right it was like yeah fuck okay there's some shit that i need to do like thank you jordan peterson (laughs) like that's it and then it's like you're you know it's like if you're traveling in a giant ship and you've just turned the wheel like two degrees your trajectory now is completely fucking shift like just off that tiny tiny change like it's all it takes like what what do you believe what drives you forward now? At this point in time, what drives me the most is knowing how much knowledge and wisdom I have that I can give to others to help them become much, much stronger people. That's the biggest mm. one. Um, not still Tom's sort of punchline, but it's like leaving a fucking impact. Yeah. Like, I know that I can help people very, very quickly, depending on the situation. Like, some people will come to me with, like, the other day I spoke to my friend for, like, an hour on the phone, and I'm like, dude, you just need to fucking do this. And he's like, fuck. Like, straight away. And it's realizing that I have actually so much potential to give to other people, and I should not hold that. It would be selfish for me to keep that to myself. And that's the biggest drive right now. Mm, 100%, 100%. Fuck yeah. I love that, man. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Nice. What's next for you, man? What's the what's the next stage of Troy's life? Well, the next stage is getting my, my own business, my own coaching to the highest extent possible. Like that is number one for me is going as hard as I can on this to make sure it is as impactful and as powerful as it ever could be and continuing, continuing to learn and to gain wisdom and knowledge and just keep pushing all of that into my own business and making sure I have one of the best offerings that I can possibly give to other people. Fuck. Yeah. Mint. Oh man. That's so sick. And for anyone listening, like I, uh, man, if if Troy's offering, if Troy's program, Troy's offering is even ten percent of who he is as a man, it's gonna be fucking potent. So, yeah, man, like it's it's in it's incredible to it's incredible to have witnessed and to have, I suppose, for cliches sake, like it's been cool to have a front row seat to see where you were at to where you are now and obviously that's one of the big yeah. reasons i wanted to be on here man like just to hear some shit that you've been through like like stuff that i didn't even know like divorced parents like moving to malta like mm. feeling lonely like having to do things by yourself like almost failing school jumping around jobs toxic relationships suicidal thoughts like trying to feel emptiness like it, it it's fucking crazy like it, mm. it's really really cool and like 
this one of the whole reasons that I have this podcast, right, to show other guys out there that they're not fucking alone. Like the support is here, like the guidance is here. It's like sometimes you just need to fucking realize that it's out there and take that first step, like you said, to just reach out, have the fucking conversation. Like, yeah, it's it's really cool, man. Like I courageous comes to mind. That's the word. It's it's really cool. And I mean, I've seen your uh I've seen your speaking journey too. Like you never used to get on stories and stuff like that. And then next minute IGTV videos are popping up out of nowhere. Like it's fucking cool, man. It's really cool. Definitely. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long year. You've been following me for a couple of years now before anything even started, I think. Mm. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And as well, um, sorry to cut you off, but just in terms of like mental health and that sort of stuff, Obviously, on social media, you're only going to see the fucking best of the best of everything. You're going to see the wisest posts, the most luxurious posts. Mm. And I think, like, this is something I've just fucking realized now is, like, I have a responsibility to now tell my story a lot more frequently about the things that I've actually struggled with or more often. Just because, you know, I can make a post about the most fucking, the best quotes in the world or I can write my fucking whiteboard message every day that gives you some motivation. But I think on top of that as well, I need to begin sharing my story a lot more frequently. And I think you have a few times as well, is just to show people like, cool, we've done the fucking work. We've struggled mm-hmm. just as much as you, if not more. Like we've been in the fucking depths of hell and we've come out stronger. And mm-hmm. I think that more than anything will be motivating than a fucking quote. Yeah, I could not agree more, man. Like, yeah. oh, yes. Fuck yeah. Like, so much fuck yes to that. It's like, it, social media is already flooded with happy-go-lucky fucking read this positive quote, like you said. Like, look at how great my life is. Check out this booty band. Use my discount code. Fucking blah, 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 blah. Like, whatever the fuck. But... Yeah, like you said, I've definitely been doing it recently where it's like, yeah, fucking posting about my struggles. Like, because mm. like, I've got to a point now where like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I'm like, cool. I'm like, if someone's going to comment on my post being like something, blah, 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 like their opinion or someone's like disagreeing with how I'm going about something, then I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm on the right path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah like so fucking what and the only reason that i say that is because like i mentioned previously like there's a lot of guys that don't want to like speak up about their shit because mm. they feel like someone else is going to be like oh that's not a valid thing for you to bring up or why the fuck are you even struggling with that like i got through that easily blah 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 it's like trying to diminish or take away the power of the thing that they're struggling with or having a challenge around, right? It's like, fuck. And you would know this as well, right? Like someone could have gone through trauma in their life and that trauma might have been – and like my wife, Grace, like her mum committed suicide when she was 14, right? Pretty fucking big thing to work through. Mm. However – there's like abandonment and there was all that shit she had to work through, right? Like, oh, my mom abandoned me because like her mom literally fucking killed herself, right? And it's like, cool, that is 
a certain level of trauma. And then someone else could have the same level of trauma from a different experience. And it's like your fucking mum could have gone to a different aisle in the supermarket and now you can't find her. Boom, Mm. now you both have the same level of trauma. It's like no... It, no experience is like worse than the other. It's just your experience. Like yeah, that, that's what it is. Yeah. It's your perspective. It's like your version of reality. And like, we could have a whole different conversation on like that topic alone. Yeah. That's a whole different ball game. That's a whole different can of worms that I'm not going to open right now. But like, yeah, your experience is your experience. And just so you fucking know, it's completely valid. Like, again that's why i wanted to get you on here like i wanted to know like your experience like how did you deal with your shit how did you get through life how the fuck did you get to this point because if you go back five years did you ever think that you would be in this position no definitely not had no idea where i was actually been fucking last five years to be honest exactly and like that's a whole nother aspect too man like you didn't even know what direction you wanted your life to go and yeah Fuck me. Now we're on a podcast, like having a rad conversation. Like, yeah. What the hell? Like, I think cool. a lot of people really need to do the work as well. I find that a lot of people don't yeah. actually want responsibility. Cause, like, mm. I'll do, I don't know if you've seen, I'll do like a lot of, I'll do like four stories with questions and yeah. I'll ask everyone a question. Like, there'll be a few of them that take yes or no and answer, like honesty and stuff like that. And then I always leave it at the end. I'm like, cool, you're ready to do the fucking work. And it's like very minimal. I'm like, mm. so you know there's a problem. You know it's your own issue internally and you're not ready to take responsibility yet. Mm. So I think, cool. um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And that's, yeah, you're 100% on there. And even to add to that as well, it's like I feel like a lot of people – unconsciously know so like they know but they don't know that they know that if they do the work it does mean that they've got to deal with it and it does mean that there's the potential for more shit to come up like i've been Mm. i've been doing i've been doing work on myself for fuck since 2014 or 2015 like that's what six yeah six years six years maybe seven years like around that mark and like I still have shit that comes up. Yeah. Like it's a it's like a never ending game. Like you really? can't and I think people also when they get into it, like they start doing work on themselves and they go to say one event and then they think it's done. No. <laughs> like Yeah, it's like like eh. come on, man. Yeah, no. (laughs) It's like thinking you're going to stop at one monster can. It's like, yeah, uh, good luck, man. (laughs) There's a whole, whole, like, another 20 slaps to go, man. Literally, like, that's not even considering all the other flavors as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, actually, let's, let's, uh, let's use the metaphor of, like, training, right? Like, how long have you been training for? Probably four or five years. Have you ever thought for a second, sick? I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like you get to say like 27 years old, and you're like, yeah, it's been a good 27 years. I think I'm done. Yeah. Like, yeah, retire. it's just it, it's, yeah, I'll retire now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people get to 27 and probably think, yeah, I think I'll retire, but 
it's like that. It's like training. It's like you never get to a point when you're training where it's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm finished. Like, yeah, you might, like I said, you might make a two degree shift in direction. Like, mm. man, I went from my training went from like bodybuilding splits to like uh, basically like a powerlifting program then to like CrossFit stuff now. And like, mm. yeah, I wouldn't say it's CrossFit, but it's just like, it's weightlifting and it's CrossFit without gymnastics. Like, yeah. yeah. And like, again, five years ago, never would have thought I'd be doing this. I used to hang shit on CrossFit. Like, mm. man, yeah, it's crazy to think about. So, yeah. All right, man. To wrap this up, what is, if you could give one piece of advice to, to men out there, <clears throat> what would that be? I would say do nothing by yourself. Probably the biggest piece of it. Yeah, I like Always that. Have either a friend to reach out to just for help or a mentor to guide you. Like, do not do anything by yourself. Yeah, cool. Beautiful. Nice, man. And where can people find you? Where can people reach out to you? Where can people check out your, your program and all of that? Um, best place is Instagram. That's where I post everything anything from funny shit to wisdom shit all all those all the it's my 100% focus beautiful cool awesome man thank you so much for jumping on brother i really appreciate it this has been this has been rad there's been a lot of uh, a lot of wisdom drops in this one i love it sure loved it thank you for having beautiful. me all good my man Thank you so much for tuning into the Journey of Strength podcast. If you know a man, if you know a bloke who you think could benefit from listening to something like this, please feel free to share this with him. Also, if you're looking for even more free content, jump over to our Instagram page at Jacob underscore Weatherly. That's J-A-C-O-B underscore W-E-A-T-H-E-R-L-E-Y. And as well as that, jump over to our YouTube channel again, Jacob Weatherly. Search that up on YouTube for even more free content, free resources for all of us men out there. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Peace.